Hey guys, this is John and Austin. And this is another episode of the Meat Justics podcast. So for today, Austin, I've got some camel for you to try. It doesn't look or smell bad. I pulled out the big guns on this one. We are using Walton's Ultimate Steak and Roast Rub because one, it said camel steak on it and <laughs> anything I can use that on, I will. And two, I was nervous about it until I took them out of their package and they had no smell, individually wrapped them, put them in a sous vide cooker at 135 degrees for quite a few hours, and then we finished them up on the side sear box. They smell like steak. Mm, now you have me nervous. So you had them at 135. We're not really killing bacteria at that point. Oh, we so cooked them. They're 148, I think. Okay, so they're yeah. fine. Still, still, still got me nervous. Right. Thinking wild game should still be cooked up to 165. Absolutely not. Um, I, I was, I was okay with this and now I'm nervous. I don't know if there's a spinalis on this or not. I don't know what cut this is. It just said steak. So we're going to pick a piece right from the middle. There's some fat and marbling in it. I don't want the fat because <laughs> it could be I've really learned. good or really bad. Oh, it's going to be really, that would be really bad. So cut off all these extra pieces of fat and mine has a huge piece of fat. So let's, let's recut. I mean, smell-wise, it smells fine. It smells like beef, to be yeah. honest. Okay, ready? Uh, no, I'm not ready, but okay. It's delicious. It's very tender. That is very beef really good. So is camel normally eaten? Like, is it like a... I could buy it. My first thought is like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think of camel and I think of the Disney movie Aladdin. So is it like a, is it, are, are camels elsewhere besides like the Middle East? I don't know where camels are actually from. I think they're also in Australia. Oh, like they were brought here. They say camels originated from the U.S. No. Yep. Come on. Look it up. No. Look it up. Don't believe that for an instant. Look it up. Fact check me in real time. Wow. So they originate from here, but yeah. they're like non-existent and here now. They, yep. They yeah, about 45 million years ago. Extinct from here. <laughs> Same thing with horses, but there were no horses until Columbus and his boys came back. Yeah, that's weird. It says cam camelids. I don't know what that means. Originated in North America. I know so much that is so unhelpful. Like that would not do me any good yeah, in but, general. But did you see what the land masses actually looked like 45 million years ago? I don't care. Yeah, they're a lot closer together. So. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't get an argument. The world, I was right. The world wasn't here 45 million years ago, so. That's why it tastes so good, because it's from here. Yeah, I don't, I don't. USA. I'm even wearing my patriotic majestic shirt. Well, I was joking with John. I was USA. like, I've only ever seen dead camel. I've never seen a camel in real life, so. Have you ever seen a camel in real life? A camel? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I feel like most Where? people have been to a normal zoo that has camels. Last time I saw a camel was uh Maybe like a barn. Circus. The circus. Circus is another one. That's a good one. Where I've never seen it at our zoo, so. Have you ever been to another zoo? No. He's like dangerously I get isolated. out. Don't worry about me. I, I don't go to zoo. When am I going to a zoo? You should be worried if I've been to a lot of zoos. Who am I going with? <laughs> You know what I mean? The guy in his 20s and 30s. All right, where are you going? I'm going to check out the sweet zoo nearby. Yeah, red flag on that guy. The um, the fat on it, I'd prefer not to eat. I didn't even try it. I wouldn't. Oh, so you've bad eaten, fat on camel. You've eaten a lot. I still I only ate half the original piece you cut me because I'm, I'm still scared. <laughs> I've got a piece of gristle in here. So while I'm going to take this out of my mouth, it is not reflective of the taste <laughs> It was just a piece of that tough sinew, and that will occasionally kick in my gag reflex. Sinew? Is it sinew? Sinew, sinew, whatever. But okay. to prove that it's not the camel, I'm taking another bite. Yeah. I like it. Camel is now the only thing I want to eat. I think it's pretty good. I'm just, I still just have a part of me that's scared inside because, yeah, wild game, not cooked up to temp. I wonder what that hump is all fat. I wonder what that would be like to use for sausage. Camel was excellent. One of the better Willow barbecues in my mind. Tastes very similar to beef. Yeah. Very similar. When, when I walked in the room, the first thing I could smell 
it smelled like a beefsteak. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we're not going to vomit on this episode. Nope. This is fantastic. And we definitely didn't. I'm actually eating quite a bit of it because I'm enjoying it immensely. That is not the only thing I brought for us to eat today. Are these both the same? Nope. Oh, good. Two different. Is that mm. a Cheeto? The outside of it is a little chewy that I don't like. I will say that actually, yeah, looking from the outside, it looks rubbery. It has a, it has a funky look on, like, on the, outside, on the edge know. there. But yeah. right in the middle, it was yeah. perfectly tender. On the top, it looked like normal steak, yeah. just the sides. Just the sides. Strange. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. So we've got a flaming hot um, Doritos flavored stick and a spicy sweet chili. Wait, is this Doritos too? This doesn't say Doritos. Oh, just it just says it was. flaming hot. Because this one's definitely Doritos. It's registered trademark, so that's got to be it's got to be Cheetos. Oh, Cheetos awesome. are called flaming hot. Right, we'll cut some of those. Eat some of that. So I like the spicy sweet chili, and since we loved the Pocky One Chip Challenge snack stick that we made, I thought these would be cool to try. There's mm. a lot of sugar. Me, I like the camel better. I actually don't like that. Way too much teriyaki and soy soy flavor. Um, yeah, lots yeah. of soy. Mm, and more soy sauce. Uh, no. It's got MSG. Okay. Okay. Can I interrupt? I, I feel like, you know, the quotes on like a, on a movie and you're like, I've never even heard of that guy. I feel like next time I pick up a package of that top or what the flame and hot stuff you got, it should have a quote that says like worse than camel. <laughs> that would be the uh spicy sweet chili flavored meat stick uh doritos not good it's not absolutely horrible it's, it's just it'd be better if there was not all the soy in it there's like three ingredients in there that say soy surprising that you dislike it less than i do and you hate everything soy and i like soy all right like soy sauce so this is the flaming hot so i assume it's the cheetos gotta be cheetos That's better. Yep. That's actually pretty good. It's not quite as good as the the Pocky One Chip Challenge ones we made, but it's pretty good. It's got a little heat to it, but nothing serious. Yeah. I don't I don't see any soy and MSG's higher on the list, so I'm a fan. And it's got five grams of protein. I'm eating the rest of this. Speaking of that. <laughs> All right. So camel, yes. One or two snack stick, yes. Not, we're not doing too bad. Let's get this out of the way. I'm going to put this in the fridge so that we can let other people try it. This past weekend, I got an awesome opportunity uh, to go turkey hunting, wild turkey hunting, um, at this event called the Kansas One Shot Turkey Hunt. Uh, it used to be the governor's turkey hunt, but... That whole thing disbanded, and so this was either the first, second year under this new thing. Because well, the governor won't support it anymore. It's different than just that. Yeah. They, they disbanded the whole, there's a bunch of stuff. We'll talk about later. Um, but got an opportunity to go do this by agreeing to make jerky for 70 landowners. So I made enough for each landowner to get a pound of jerky. So that took quite some time. Wait, like pound finished product? Pound finished product. Oh, wow. Sure. Yeah. So get up there and we'd all talked and, you know, Brett and I were joking. I'm going to shoot the first thing I see, get in, get out. So the night before we meet our uh, guides and my guide and I were just like mind melded. Like instantly we started talking and I was like, oh, I love this guy. I'm like, he is just me. It was almost impossible to understand how many of the same opinions on things we held. In fact, we were talking about cities we hate at one point. And we both said, or he said, Philadelphia. I was like, oh, I hate Philadelphia too. And he said, another city I hate. And in my mind, I said, please say Houston, Texas. Please say, he said, Houston, <laughs> Texas. Like, all right, we're best friends, basically. <laughs> so I got along with him amazingly well. So uh, as we're getting ready to go out the first day, the lady who's kind of putting it all together was like, you know, there's a reason I put you with him. I was like, oh yeah, what's that? I'm like, you must have guessed pretty good. She goes, he's won this a couple of times. And I was like, oh no. So we're getting out. First of all, we get out of the truck, start walking to the blind and the stars out in just Eureka. So different than what we see here. Mm -hmm. Like just the light pollution from Wichita is unbelievable. Yeah. 
So that was amazing. We get out there and I see his gun. It's this really nice over under. Um, so I asked him about it. He's like, yeah, this is the, this is what they give you if you win. So I was like, oh, I want this gun now. So he's saying, you know, there's, there'll be some turkeys come from here and here. We could hear him gobbling. Um, and they came in uh, and one was coming. It was a good sized turkey, but he was looking at it. And the way they do turkey grading or scoring is each point or each pound that the turkey weighs is one point. You get two points for every inch that its beard is, and you get 10 points for how long its spurs are. This turkey had either broken off or something had happened and had like no spurs. So he's like, you can shoot that 100%. He's like, that's a shootable turkey. It's a good looking or it's a good turkey. He goes, but that's not going to win it because of the spurs. So I was like, okay, I'm like, let's try and win this thing. So don't shoot it. Um, wait around. No, no other turkeys come in. So we go to this other spot and we're on in a tree line. There's a field in front of us and a field behind us, which we don't have access to. And these huge toms are back there running around. They will not come over and he's trying everything. So eventually, you know, we just give up. So we go to the, the banquet that night with this understanding that we'll be back in that blind that we ended in first thing in the morning. So I got to wake up at three for the second day in a row, three o'clock in the morning, which is only like an hour early for you. Fair, fair point. Um, I'll tell you this. I did not hit snooze at all. Like I was just like, yep, we're going hunting. Not bad. Um, so we go to this, uh, banquet and you know, they're doing it's, they have small banquets on Thursday and Friday night. And then the big one on Saturday. So the first night they're doing those card games, you know, where yeah. they rip the card in half. So I bought some tickets or some cards for that. I go up to the girl, I'm the first person. And so she starts handing me some cards and the guy who's running goes, no, no, no. He gets to pick his cards. And I'm like, I want the card she was going to hand me. Like, give me that card. So I take that go, you know, we're sitting down and the prize is this hunting blind and some decoys. Um, and wouldn't you know it, I won. So I'm freaking out, going crazy. And I tell the girl at the end of the night, I'm like, it was your card. It was the card that you picked that won. So I go back the next night and I'm like, well, I got to try and win again. And this time it's Bushnell range finding binoculars. Very expensive. So go ahead and buy more tickets. Same girl. I'm like, give me, you know, pick a card for me. So she picked a card from the middle of the deck for me. I'm like, he gave me the top one last time. I'm like, all right, I'll also take the top one. And then I pick some other cards. Well, it turned out I, everything I had was like the ace that was on the top and then like twos and threes. So we're sitting there and, you know, they do the, anyone got a face card? All right. Well, you're out. And they do those things. So he gets down and he's like, finally, he's like, he's like, all right, it's the three of clubs. And I was like, that's me two nights in a row. <laughs> Cause your father and I always talk about how people don't celebrate. Like mm -hmm. you have to celebrate. Turns out I probably should have read the room a little bit. People were not pleased that I won two nights in a row. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, so I won, uh, these Bushnell range finding binoculars with this awesome, <laughs> strap, you know, it goes to my chest. I can just go around and glass things. That's what us in the binocular community call it. Glassing things. Um, you should. <laughs> so I also got like this low or low chair and a couple other things. So I gave the chair to my guide. It's like, you know, whatever it's the, I'm, what am I going to use it for? So, uh, I go back and tell the girl, I'm like, this is amazing. We're going three for three tomorrow. She's like, oh, she's like, I have bad news. I won't be here tomorrow. And I was like, of course you will. What are you talking about? <laughs> you will be, you will be here tomorrow. She's like, no, I have a, a, a country music concert. I don't think she said country music. She said the name and I go, who is that? <laughs> and they said, yeah, it's country music. And I said very loudly, country music sucks. Come back here. And so I was not, I don't think I was making any friends in that oh, direct vicinity. Uh, so we go back the next night and this is the final night. Uh, and I bought more tickets and right at the end, they introduced this extra deck of cards, which was not discussed. Um, and your dad and, uh, Kurt Ratzliff and his wife were saying, well, you got to go buy tickets to that. What if it's in that deck? And I'm like, it's not I, on principle. I will not do this <laughs> just on principle. This is nonsense and I won't buy them. So it turns out the winning card was from a deck I had, not the one that was just sold, right? Cause your cards get rolled over every night. So the cards I bought the first two nights are eligible for the Colt Python, which is the main prize oh, in the third night. That's right. cool. Yeah. So, but it, they ended up being ticket or cards from the night of the banquet. Okay. 
So they, you know, he's doing his whole like spiel and I've got one card left in that he hasn't called out. I'm like, oh, this, and I've been jokingly telling people like, they might have to sneak me out of here if I win this. (laughs) So they call the ticket and it's not me. So, you know, I was disappointed because I wanted to win, but I was like, okay, that's cool. The guy who won it, super, like great reaction, obviously happy. And then he's talking to the guy, um, and the auctioneer and the guy goes, well, listen, guys, I know he won this, but he just donated this uh, thigh bone turkey call. So it's like a whistle. You blow into it. It makes a turkey call. Um, and he wants to give it to somebody, you know, just draw a winner. And everyone's like, yeah. So he draws a winner and it's my card. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my card that won from the second night, the three of clubs or whatever. So I get up and I, you know, I'm celebrating again, but as I'm walking up, I'm like bad vibes in the room. I was like, I'm going to donate it to my guide. I'm going to give it to my guide. I'm going to give it to my guide. So I grab it, walk over, give my guide a hug. And he and I text now where <laughs> I give it to him, give him a hug. And then as I'm doing that, you know, there were way more people here that third night. So the guy who was running the card game runs up. He's like, wait, no, I have to explain what, you know, what has happened here because, and then he explained it. But yeah, so I have a turkey guy or a, a really nice blind I have two lovely decoys right back here. I have my Bushnell range-finding binoculars, which we will bring on golfing trips for sure. <laughs> That's not bad. Why would you laugh at that? That's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm just laughing because you should have seen John when he first showed me that he got those. He had them like all strapped on and walks in like all prissy into my office. And That's like... We do. Yeah. And just... I, I, the words don't describe. Yeah. I tried to get a picture of it. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to post away. on me just because he took off sprinting. Yep. So ran away after you got me with the uh, shorts and boots. Now I'm a little bit more leery of that. But anyways, it was a great time. Uh, did eventually get my turkey uh, slightly small. It didn't score quite as well as your dad's turkey. Uh, Chris Kobach won the whole thing. Yeah, the, I heard that. Attorney General. Um, but it was an awesome time. One thing that really surprised me is they spent a lot of time talking about like the demise of the wild turkey. Like their numbers apparently are on the severe down cl- or downside. Maybe in general, but it, I've heard in Kansas that they are far superior to what they had been. Uh, my guide was talking about how 10 years ago he would see like flocks of like a couple hundred of them. Oh. And now you do not see that anymore. Okay. We're just talking like 10 years ago. I was, I'm thinking like. 30, 40 years 30, ago, yeah, 40 years more, ago, it's more we than, should have a ton more. We have more than we do then, but it's yeah. on the decline again. <laughs> so they had this panel talking about um, what was going on. And my favorite guy was the guy from the government because he said, people used to pay me thousands of dollars, the government, to go consult them on, you know, what was going on with wild turkeys or whatever. So eventually... I decided that I wanted to be part of the system. And he said, as soon as my email changed to .gov, they stopped listening to anything I said. And he was the most pessimistic. The government's not going to do anything for you. They're totally useless guy I've ever met. I went up to him after. I'm like, I really want you to know how much I appreciate your pessimism about a general <laughs> distrust and dislike of the government. And he was like, they suck. He's like, they're useless. I was like, Yes. Wait, so is he out of government? No, he's now? in the government. Still. He's still in government. He's still now. in the government, just talking about how useless they are. And he's like, if something is going to change, it is going to be you guys who, you know, make it happen. Um, but his big thing was also like, there's one bird that we hunt during its mating season, just one. And he's like, that's, you know, all the or other birds are doing fine. This one's on the decline. That's why. So it's pretty cool. When is. So there's two turkey seasons. Yeah, is that um, fall? there's a there's a spring and a fall. Uh, I guess there didn't used to be a spring. I guess the reason that they added a spring is because they don't gobble as much in the fall. So people really like, and it is a cool sound. Like it really mm-hmm. is. Like when we got into our uh, blind the second day, we're sitting there, and he's like, as soon as it gets almost light, like ten minutes before, I'll start calling. He goes, we'll see where they are. And he called and immediately from like directly behind us and above us. It was, and it was awesome sound. Yeah. Um, if we could have gotten either one of those two big toms that were uh, roosted right behind us down in our field, I really think we would have won because they were huge. But they just wouldn't do it. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else? 
No, I guess that's it for the podcast today. Cool. We're done. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I did want to do something we hadn't done in a while, which is talk about a uh, processor. This is Simon Meat Locker in Oldsburg, Kansas. Uh, they do beef, pork, lamb, and goat. And they might do some wild game some years, but apparently either they haven't updated it from last year or they've already determined that they're too busy to do deer this year, which could be, mm -hmm. really could be. I mean, they schedule things so far out. But it says, uh, Simon Meat Locker is a family-owned and operated business that's proud to bring local livestock producers together with local consumers. We strive to provide the best quality, custom processing services to producers that may be in search of alternative markets for their locally raised livestock. We look forward to working with you and bringing rural Kansas opportunities and growth. Simon Meat Locker is a family-owned and operated... Oh, it's the same thing. They had the same thing in two places or, <laughs> or probably more likely I copied and pasted and just did that wrong. But if you're in Oldsburg, Kansas or anywhere around there, uh, support a good family company. That's cool. I didn't know where Oldsburg was. Where is it? Uh, it's, uh, North of Manhattan by I don't know, 20 miles. It's just, uh, just East a little bit of, uh, Tuttle Creek Lake. I've never even heard of Tuttle Creek Lake. Is that Tuttle or Turtle? Tuttle. Tuttle. What the heck? Sounds man? like a very Kansas word, Tuttle. My map doesn't want to work. Uh, that looks like a good size lake, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know what's that. It's a little like bit outside mine. It's one mile back and forth to work. Not there. very wide, but it's very long. Yeah. That's That's got to be more surface area than El Dorado or Marion. I bet you, I bet you it'd be fun to water ski on. Did you go straight? Long distances. Yeah. I didn't know. I, to be honest, I didn't even know how long, how long it was. I didn't think it was that long, but that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to go visit them because I've been talking, uh, talking with my wife to go take a few like summer trips up to Tuttle. You can rent like cab, the cabins oh, around really? the lake and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's cool. It's a nice little place. It's great place. If you get in like way, way, way early to get a cheap and good place to stay after K-State football games, but those are all sold out. Yeah. Like as soon as they open up, they're sold out. Um, speaking of fishing, when are we bringing Leo for fishing on the pond again? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I might be busy Sunday, but um, Saturday I don't know. or Sunday evening, maybe. Can't take Saturday. Range finding binoculars down to a buddy's place, and we're going to use the 6.5, shoot some okay. things far away. Probably next week. Okay. It's going to be busy here. It's, it's yeah. Next few days are going to be kind of messy. And Saturday, Saturday um, the PBR is coming to town. Um, it's going to be a big deal. I always think of PBR, the beer before I realize it's pro bull riding. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even the main circuit, but, uh, my, my son doesn't know that. Sure, yeah. He it's still no cool. Yeah. He's so pumped. I told him, I told him yesterday that we were going and he's just, his face just lights up. He's just <laughs> so excited, but it's pretty cool stuff for sure. All right. Meat matters or anything else? Nope. On to meat matters. Okay. Uh, ranchers and farmers in Maine face bottleneck getting meat products to consumers. So this is something we've talked about here and there. Um, it's a well done article, but a bill in the US Senate known as the Processing Revival in Intra-State Meat Exemption or Prime Act would give states the option to certify custom slaughtered meat for sale to consumers, restaurants, hotels, grocery stores, and more. Custom slaughter and processing means there is no state or federal inspection on duty and the product is for personal use and marked not for sale, which cannot be sold. The bill is sponsored by Senators Angus King from Maine and Rand Paul from Kentucky. According to the congressional records, the legislation was introduced in the House Representatives, House of Representatives in 2021 by Rep. Shelley Pingree and Thomas Massey. Uh, I like that mostly because I really like Massey and Paul. Um, the King-Rand bill is considered companion legislation. Uh, basically, what it will give them the opportunity of doing is sell uh, meat from custom slaughter to restaurants and to end users inside the state. So it just can't cross state lines, which would be a huge boon for some of these farm slaughterhouses. Actually, all sorts of people. I don't know why they're not doing this. I don't know. I need to read more about it. And I also, I, I, I kind of want to know. Uh, well, there's a link to the actual thing in the. Yeah. 
I need to, yeah, I need to read through the whole thing. And then I need to talk to uh, our contacts at AMP and see what their feelings are on it. You have to have someone tell you what your opinion is on it? No, I just, because my, 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 just kidding. my first thought is this doesn't sound good, to be honest. Why? Because then you're going to create, you're going to create a situation where some people are inspected and following by rules that they have to strictly adhere to. And then other people that are in the wild, wild west and they okay. don't have to abide by things. And, and those, you're kind of creating an unfair playground. Uh, free market will sort that right out. If those, if those rules actually matter in the quality of the product, yeah. they will quickly get a reputation for not being someone you want to buy meat for. But, but yeah, but where my ultimate concern comes back to is what if something bad happens and it comes from one of these places that is basically running by their own set of rules and not by state or USDA inspection. And then it's, they're going to get blamed. It's going to get turned around and give the meat industry a bad face. Like, um, in, I disagree. I think if that happens, that then gives the people who are either state or federal inspected a higher level of trust and more shiny from customers because they're like, oh, they are USDA inspected. Yeah, but what any, I think is going to happen any is, bad publicity for the meat industry is bad for everyone. And I don't think so. Um, what I think happens is everything goes swimmingly, um, and eventually people are like, wait, why are we bothering with the USDA? And eventually the USDA just goes away. That'll never happen. Anarchy. Anarchy. I don't know. All it means is without government or without authority. I like the concept. I'm just worried of where it goes. Okay. Let me, uh, that's probably where I will stay for the moment. And if I remember, we'll talk about it on another future podcast after I've actually read through. Like, oh, I'm the, sure. I'm a, I got to read through like this the will continue bill. to come up. I mean, this is yeah. a, a big a thing big, in our industry. Yeah. yeah. All right. U.S. urges meat companies to ensure they don't use child labor. I honestly did not think that was something we need to talk about in America in 2023. I thought, you know, that maybe was something we need, still needed to talk about in the fifties. 40s, but the Biden administration is urging U.S. meat processors to make sure children aren't being illegally hired to perform dangerous jobs at their plants. The call comes after an investigation found more than 100 kids working overnight for a company that cleans slaughterhouses, handling danger, dangerous equipment like skull splitters and razor sharp bone saws. Um, I actually wonder how widespread this actually is. When we were talking about all the food plants burning down and the conspiracy the one conspiracy that i didn't like was that it was being done one of the things i said was people are overworked and um worried about other things so they're not cleaning and doing maintenance at the same level i would be really interested to find out who had a plant that burned down that used this cleaning service because cleaning like not cleaning properly is absolutely a fire hazard when we're talking about animal fats those things burn like crazy. So I, I wonder how prevalent uh, this was. It's just, it just blows my mind. Like what, what go through people's minds thinking that they should or can do certain things. Like I think I've told you before, um, but like around here we've had, like I say kids uh, do some of the odd jobs at times. Um, we now like, like wash your truck. And yeah, <laughs> no, we now like contract con contract out mowing. Uh -huh. But uh, for ten years, we did mowing right um, all ourselves in house, and different people would do it. And sometimes for, better than others. And there was times when uh, it'd be like, oh, we should have so and so do it. And we're like, no, they they can't mow. They're Too not. Young. They're not eighteen years old. Yeah. There's rules and requirements. And it's, some of it sounds silly. It's like, you, you're serious? Like a 17-year-old can't get on a riding lawnmower and mow? But no, can't. It just run into some issues with it. And then we can't have anybody under 18 run our Pico machines in the back for sharpening grinder plates and, that and grinder sense, knives. I, that one I see more than a lawnmower. Like a lawnmower is something that any 17-year-old who's not an inner city 17-year-old should be familiar with how to do. Yeah. I was mowing my family's lawn, I think when I was 10, my best friend always laughed at me because I had to like lean so far into it to get it to move. Cause we didn't have one of those self-propelled mowers. They yeah. just a regular push mower. So yeah. 
But if, if we're a small business and a small company that understands like, Hey, we can't do certain things with kids. I said, what they, these people employ 17,000 people. They have to have an HR department that's big enough that understands like, Hey, we can't do this. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Do you think the places that they were cleaning, like the operators knew that it was kid? Do you think they see, cause the cleaning almost always goes on overnight. Oh, they, they shut down. See, they absolutely do. Yeah, you don't let someone into your meat plant and not keep supervision on them. That's, no, I would no imagine way. that they do because they're not. St- they can't be there twenty four hours a day. They have to go home and sleep at some point. I don't know. I bet somebody, somebody from the plant is there. I don't think they're. I would doubt that they're letting them do everything totally unsupervised. I could be wrong. I would bet. But. Yeah, I would bet that they are in there unsupervised. Would be my guess. If that is the case, then I mean, uh-huh. I understand minding your own business to a certain degree, but if we had an electrician coming in and one of them was 10, be fairly obvious. I'd be like, uh, I'm going to call somebody because that's not right. Like now, if it was the lawn mowing company and the kid was 10, I was like, good, put that little kid to work. But, <laughs> you know, electricity is dangerous. So, now, nah, uh, we don't need to go into this one too far, but refined carbs and meat driving global rise in type two diabetes study says, I believe one of those two things is causing it. How does Dude, what? it's just more, first of all, it's CNN. So, you know, second of all, <laughs> the Glo- yeah, red meat must cause everything yep. to them. It causes cancer. Causes- it's bad for your gut microbiome. It probably they think it or they would say it causes autism if they could. They'll they'll try and sneak that one in there at some point. Bad for the environment. Um, what else? Don't eat don't eat multiple different types of meat when you're pregnant. That one still bothers me. We've talked about that before. We have not well, eating steak and deli meats and things like that. And I'm just like that's just trash. Which one makes sense? Is it sushi? There's one that actually like makes sense why they tell them not to eat it. Mm. I think it is sushi because the mercury in it or something or the parasites. Well, the parasites, even if, if sushi's prepared right, properly, it, it's fine. And it's that's the frozen problem, if it's to not. kill everything. In right. It. But if it's not, if it's not prepared, but that goes, that goes for everything under the sun. You could buy, you could buy anything that if it wasn't prepared properly, it's going to get you sick. It could be something that came in a can. If it wasn't prepared properly, it could get you sick. Only because we were talking about, we're, this makes me think of cold cuts. Both days we didn't eat our lunch, which is a pre-made sandwich until like middle of the day. Um, and that entire, usually here by like 10 o'clock, I'm like, I would like to eat lunch now. Um, but when you're so focused on mm-hmm. doing so, I, if you had asked me right before I opened that lunchbox, I would have been like, I'm not hungry. I ate that sandwich in like, it was a good size sandwich in like six bites. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> All right. Anything else on that? No, I don't. Okay. Drug resistant bacteria found in 40% of supermarket meat samples. Now this is, first of all, it's from medical news today, but I found this same article in other places. The study is in Spain, not the U S but it does show that the overuse of antibiotics could possibly have effect in the U S as well. Um, We're going to circle a little bit here. Uh, infections caused by drug-resistant bacteria killed an estimated 700,000 people. Trusted source worldwide. Trusted source is what the thing is called, the link is called, uh, worldwide each year. That number is projected <laughs> to reach 10 million by 2050 if current trends continue, according to the World Health Organization. Okay. So that obviously put a big pause in me. I'm like, first, 700,000 is a huge number. 10 million is an unbelievable number. That's number of people who are killed a year by drug-resistant bacteria, not the drug-resistant bacteria that's found in meat. So that's just general overall drug-resistant bacteria. This is a complete nonsense line in there. Not that I would view medical news today as any like huge authoritative uh, source, but I will not listen to anything they say at all going forward because that's absolutely ridiculous. Drives me nuts. Yeah. It's interesting. When it comes down to it, as much as I love meat, right? I love the taste of it. I love the process of 
cooking it, of making jerky, sausage, anything. I love everything about it, right? I love the fact knowing that I killed an animal and that I'm going to eat it, okay? The main reason I will never give it up is because you're trying to make me. <laughs> like, that's it. That's what it comes down to. You can't tell me what to do. And I will push back with the same amount of force that you push it. So the more they push it, the more I'm going to push back. And we can shatter all of the vegans' lives by just getting a couple of hundred mice, a couple of hawks, a couple of badgers, some deer, and kill them in front of them and say, hey, this is what went into making your tofu burger. You don't kill less animals than I do. You kill more animals than I do. We are nice enough to not bring that up all that much because we know it's important to you. But really, you kill more things than we do. Plus, I mean, plants are alive, right? Mm. It's up for debate. They're sentient. No, they're not. Are they, well, they make they're changes. Not. They make changes based on their environment. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea if this is, I believe this to be true. When they played the sound of a caterpillar chewing leaves, they've proven that some bushes will change their chemical makeup so that they no longer resemble, like they're no longer smell or taste or give off the, I don't know if they give off pheromones, off the scent that they normally do. Yeah. So they are reacting to their environment. I've I've heard of that, but they're still not sentient. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Sentient's too much. But I don't think they're. One could argue that they're alive. I've. Uh, I don't the, understand how one could argue that they're not alive. Because technically, I, well, so this is something from long, long time ago. I don't know if this has changed or not. Um, I want to say it's probably twenty, twenty-five years old. Um, um, one point in time, I was reading this thing about what qualifies like something as living. You have to meet X, Y, Z, all these different things. One of the things that you have to meet is you have to excrete. Plants do not, plants, trees, grass, they do not excrete. Of course they do. They therefore are not alive. They, no, they take in CO2 and release O2. Mm, it's not, a, it's not excrete. It's, it's, yeah, it's not the same. I think they're alive, John. Thank you. You're wrong. They react to music differently based off of... Uh, My plant knows when I'm in the room. <laughs> Your yeah, plant maybe doesn't. Mine's he talks special. nice to one plant and doesn't the other, and this one flourishes and that one doesn't. That's exactly. Yeah, I have no idea if that's true. I don't really want to argue that because you might be right. Yeah, I only argue if I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Adams applauds New York City hospitals for feeding patients plant-based meals over meat by default in climate push. No, that's horrible. Thank God I'm out of the hellscape that is New York. I mean, what a terrible place. And you're living in the least healthy environment imaginable and then saying you're do th doing things for the good of the environment. You want to do something good for the environment? Dismantle those cities. Move out. Spread. I don't... I mean, don't come here because I don't want you. I don't think people should be able to vote when they move to a new state for like <laughs> three years. Vote on what? Anything. Think, I think you're going to lose that argument. I know I'm going to lose that argument. That's what I think. All right. Um, but yeah, you, you know, record numbers of homeless. You got the knockout game is back in vogue in wow. New York City. But they're going to worry about what you're feeding patients in a hospital when really those people probably need a healthy meal with a lot of protein more than anybody else. I want to see, I need to do some look and see if there's a study of like truly who's healthier. If you ate a diet solely consisting of plant-based meat or someone who's on the carnivore diet, I will do this with you. I will do the carnivore no. diet and you go back to, it doesn't no. have to be vegan. It just has to be plant-based. No. Yeah. Still now. No. Hmm. I'll do it. You'll do the plant-based. Walton's has to buy all the carnivore too. Comes out of your budget. <laughs> you don't want to do that. How much? Okay. What, 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 wonder what, what no. like my full day would be eating all plant-based meat stuff. Well, just pizzas, I imagine. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would you eat anything else? Yeah. Sounds good. No, that's not enough. It has to be plant-based meat. Oh, yeah. So it's pizza. like I'm eating. That's mostly other stuff. You'd have to eat like 
morning, oh, morning star it's crumbles, like oh, all that. Only, That's only, only that. that. Yeah, because yeah, carnivore yeah. diet, you're gonna eat only a hamburger, no bread, no lettuce, bun, no any, nothing. no bun. You're eating Pay meat and salt. My funeral cost too. Are you talking <laughs> about the same thing for what Patrick has to do? He has to eat just the bun. Yeah, or no, 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 everything no, no, but mornings. the like no bun. Yeah, no bun. Like yeah, solely. I'm trying to get in shape, so this could maybe help me. So, if you would agree to that. I could make his portion of that work. It'd make my dinners really hard at home though. So oh, for, my wife hated it when I was yeah. vegan for a week. It made doing dinners at home together impossible. Yeah. See, my wife and I don't eat the same thing hardly ever. Yeah. Yeah, this would be perfect. You should just do it, John. <laughs> no, I'm you not, should I'm, do it. Do it only go one way. So week on no, no. It would it, it, see Patrick, yeah. I just offered to buy all your food for a week. <laughs> yeah. You said no. And, well, no, I like listen, man. I want that. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to go. Yeah, fair enough. You better hope she doesn't listen to this podcast, just like I hope my wife doesn't. Wait, I just gonna... <laughs> All right. Meat culture war looks goofy. It's deadly serious from the New Republic. Now, before we talk about this, just know that I've never read anything that has convinced me that we're on the right side of the argument so much as this article has. I wanted to just... If I ever saw either one of these authors, I don't know that they have eminently punchable faces starting off just like very much like, Hey, punch me. They look that way. Uh, second of all, I went through half of the research thinking one of the guy or one of the authors was a girl. So I was being a little bit nicer. And then I looked him up and it's a dude with the name of my Jan, um, probably tells you everything you need to know. Uh, eat bugs, live in a pod is not a meme. It's their real agenda tweeted the conservative provocateur Mike Cernovich to his 1.1 million followers last month. The tweet was responding to an adenine economist story about the role of meat consumption in global climate emissions. And unless you're deep into online culture, it's probably incomprehensible. Cernovich was referring to a theory increasingly beloved by the right's keyboard culture warriors that a shady cabal of elite globalists is conspiring to make everyone on earth eat bugs instead of burgers. Why elite globalists would choose this particular plot is unclear. Of all of the so-called alternative proteins that have been suggested as a replacement for meat in the American diet, insects are both the option that is already most widely eaten around the world and the one least likely to replace mainstays like pork, chicken, and beef among affluent global, uh, global North consumers. So first of all, calling them, uh, culture warriors, Provocateur. Cernovich isn't a pro, pro, uh, isn't a provocateur. He is a commenter. Um, made me really, really annoyed. And the fact that they say it's the least. Uh, why you know? Why have you chosen this one? And then they have to put in. Oh, but this is also the one that's most widely eaten across the world. So we see what you're doing here. These two authors. One of them is Jan Dutkitz. Is a Harvard Law School alum. Um, so they're smart enough. They know what they're doing. Uh, this obsession with bugs though, perfectly encapsulates the insipid, but dangerous battlefield that meat now represents in America's perpetual culture war from the right wing trolls, disparaging references to effeminate left wing soy boys to the stomach churning embrace of hyper masculinity or masculine carnivore diets. Okay. Real quick. Why is eating a, a all meat diet hyper masculine? How does it's that make any not. sense? That makes literally no sense. I would bet. I'll save that comment. There's boy food and girl food. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Yep. Uh, all dogs are boys and all cats are girls. Yeah. Uh, it's clear conservatives' darker fantasies aren't just about threats to a dietary staple, but also about threats to liberty, bodily integrity, and masculinity of American men. I would bet you that both of these art or both of these authors do not get along with other men. Why is the why is why is eating red meat a right wing men activity only? Like it's not. I'm pretty sure it's, it's a not. it's a basic it's human thing. We have tons of leftists on meatistics. They love eating meat. Okay, but what is meat? Protein. Who uses a lot of protein? People that work out a lot. Who works out a lot? Everybody. Like my wife. So many different like yeah, the, liberal conservatives. It makes it, it makes nothing, no sense. It has nothing to do with your politics. Yeah. 
That's, I mean, yeah, for me, logistics, there's a lot of guys when something political comes up at all, they're, they're nope. like, hey, guys, shut it down. And that's and that's great. They police each other. Uh-huh. Like yeah. I saw somebody in and like three people in me are like, hey, no politics here. We don't want politics. So yeah, because we all because I don't care. care about meat. We all like meat. That's what that's what we that's what we're here for. We're One not of, we're not. Yeah. Left and right wing going. You should eat meat, not eat meat like it's at all. Like I'm fairly conservative. Joe Hell is fairly liberal leftist, whatever you call himself. He and I get along amazingly. Like we talk outside of stuff, like great guy. These ideologies get mascots and then people just get on the mascot head and just like, oh, That's, me mm-hmm. or anti. And it's just yep. like, it's not even down to the person to person. So, okay. I was just saying that I'm not going to do it because you're trying to make me. So maybe that is the right wing portion of it. <laughs> More like you can't tell me what to do. It's just your libertarian side. Yeah. Yeah. Because how did that become a right wing? Yeah. Whatever. Um, the I, second yeah, author. I'd argue. Yeah. Even that's is, is not even right wing. Libertarian, yeah. I think, is a right and left wing. That's a both. It should be. It's a both. So thing. the best thing I ever heard from a libertarian standpoint was from Dave Smith. Um, he has this saying. I haven't heard him say it in a while, but he used to say, attack the left from the left and the right from the right. So show the parts of libertarian that are more right than most conservatives and the parts that are more left than most uh, liberals. That was genius. And it made me rethink kind of like how I look at everything. He's running for president and I would probably, or he, he hasn't announced yet, but everyone like kind of knows he's going to be the libertarian candidate. Anyways, the second author is Gabriel Nathan Rosenberg, an associate professor at Duke of Gender, Sexuality and Feminist Studies. Um you know, I would like that guy to just go hunt your food for one time in your life, feel the accomplishment of feeding yourself. And I don't know what kind of family you have, but your family. Um, and, you know, when when this bubble bursts and we're in a recession, those are the type of jobs that people are going to be like, you used to do what? No, we're already in a recession. Well, oh, it's going to get so much worse well, than I, it is. I think now. it could get worse, but people don't. There, there's been a lot of comments over the past yeah, six months about, oh, talking about recession. I'm like, no, we are in one. Classically, look at it, looking at everything, we are we are in a recession. We are in a, a recession that maybe mir- mimics what came after 2008. What I'm talking about is basically a shade below the Great, Re- uh, Great Depression. So, all right, moving on. Uh, scientists confirm benefits of red meat, livestock production. Now this is from the national hog farmer and obviously they are a fair <laughs> and honest arbiter or yeah, arbiter of, of this news. They do not have any dog in this fight. You at least could go to this and the other site, I mean, it's a news site and you're like, oh, this is supposed to be news and it's, it's not, it's an opinion piece. This one, you at least go to the site and you're like, oh, nationalhogfarmer.com. I do if want you, you to know what side they're coming from. I do want you to take back that you just called the New Republic a news site because it is absolutely not. I have no idea what it is. It's I've never heard of it. Propaganda. That's all. Yeah. News site. I don't know. Yeah. That's actually probably. That's what news is anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay. The uh, Animal Frontiers is the third most cited journal in agriculture, dairy, and animal science. The journal editors guest editors and authors are among the nearly thousand signatories of the declaration warning that livestock systems are too precious to society to become the victims of simplification and reductionism. Now, what was interesting, it's not in that part, but one in six people on the planet earth are in the farming or food industry in some way. So does that, or do we, we would we qualify? We would be, okay. Yes. That makes sense. But then. that's still huge. I mean, yeah, but they'd probably restaurants, say, uh, Workers at like Dillon's grocery stores, obviously farmers, obviously anyone slaughtering, raising cow. But, but they, I mean, they'd probably say everyone who works at Amazon is in the food industry then because mm. of all that they do on that people don't see on the data side, yeah. running the background and servers for so many different companies. Okay. But then for the on Amazon, you can buy food. Do you think it's, so? So you then think it's everyone in Amazon gets lumped in? I don't know. I'm just, that's interesting. The number would make sense. It depends, yeah, depending it, upon how you classify. It's a shocking number. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Peer-reviewed evidence published today reaffirms that the most prominent global study, which claimed that consumption of even tiny amounts of red meat harms health, is fatally scientifically flawed and should be retracted, said Elise Stanton of the Royal College of Surgeons of Ireland. In fact, removing fresh meat and dairy from diets would harm norm or harm human health. Women, children, the elderly, and those of low income would be particularly negatively impacted. Uh, not to mention, I'm just going to continue doing whatever I want. Um, but yeah, a really interesting article. I would highly recommend people go eat that or go read that. <laughs> uh, what are new, what are the nutritional outcomes of removing meat or poultry from healthy dietary patterns? This is from news-medical.net, but it does have basically all its sources. Uh, so it says removing 85 grams serving of USDA meat composite from the USP, which is the like usual standard plan, like meal plan, uh, reduces protein by 23%, iron and copper by 11 cent or 11%, vitamin B12 and cholesterol by 28%. And remember, cholesterol is not a bad thing to eat. Uh, sodium by 18%, selenium and niacin by 21%. So it's all these small little uh, micronutrients that you really probably aren't going to get anywhere else. They might be in other things, but the question is whether or not they're bioavailable or not. Meaning uh, leafy greens have a ton of iron. You cannot get as much iron from uh, what's the spinach, no matter how much you eat that you can from a steak. Uh, the findings showed that removing meat poultry serving of 85 grams from USP and MSP reduced macro and micronutrients by more than 10% from the baseline. Interesting, interestingly, the reductions were consistent for many nutrients and even when adjusted for calories associated with removing meat and poultry servings. So meaning they removed this and added more of other things, it's still, you're not able to make that gap up without meat because we are not herbivores. You ever seen how jacked the gorilla is, like silverback? Mm-hmm. Like, they have, I wonder, like, what does a gorilla really look like if you shave off, like, all the fur? Are they just, like, do they look like just, like, a big dude? Or are they, like, <laughs> or are they, like, ripped? They're ripped. I like They're, that, that dude uh, that played the thing or whatever. I just look like him. The guy from The Shield. You know his name. Michael Chiklis? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, no, they are ripped and they eat only vegetables, but they have a completely different stomach system than we do. They're able oh, yeah. to break all that down. We're not, we're not, I, you could argue we're omnivores really. Um, you could argue that some people are okay being herbivores, but really we're omnivores. You're supposed to be eating some form of meat. Point to our PhDs back there too. <laughs> to our PhDs. Our PhDs back there. Not there. <laughs> He's confused me. I say we can't really give a lot of. We don't know anything about anything. So let's just. I should get a fake. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. PhD. <laughs> and we can print up like our own little posters. We did. Ooh, like, I'm going to take all the classes I've made and start putting <laughs> them up there. Start. Having those up there. Oh, that's a dig. That's funny. Yeah, wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Maybe around your desk, just kind of. No, <laughs> no, on camera. I want them on camera. We need to. We need so to go back. Dr. to... Dr. Jeff Sindelar told me that. We need to go back to. I think we talked about this at one point. Doing like, doing like some sort of deal like that for when people get through all the meat justics university yep, stuff. Yeah, Justin's could, got like he he's down that path. We should give ourselves completion certificates oh, for all of those. Mine's going to be gold. We did it all. I get special. <laughs> all right. Last one. Italy, uh, Italy's lab meat skeptics should just get out of the way from Bloomberg. Italy's right wing. Uh, there's a lot of nonsense in this. Um, Italy's right wing government provoked Im uh, immediate controversy when it proposed banning the production of lab grown meats to safeguard our nation's heritage. The farm lobby cheered. Scientists protested in the conflict began to sound eerily akin to Europe's protracted battle over genetically modified crops. I could only think, here's another hugely promising technological frontier stymied by false claims and misguided public skepticism. It's not stymied by any of that. It's that they want to do things the traditional way and they don't want lab-grown meat brought in because a huge portion of their economy is based around the 
raising, slaughter, and then production of hogs. And they don't want to let you come in and change that. And you shouldn't be able to, and you shouldn't even want to. Like, why do we want to control what other countries do? I don't want to control what my neighbors do. Yeah. As long as they leave me alone. Yeah, but other people don't have that same mentality. That's what they want to do is they want to tell everybody what to do. And that's just the issue is from the very core of things, totally, totally opposite on, on your just mentality about life. Like you want to be left alone. Someone else is like, we need to take care of everyone else and not let them be left to their, I don't want anyone ever, left on their own. I prefer yeah. if other people didn't even think of me like, Hey, how's he doing? <laughs> I hope that doesn't cross other people's minds. Um, but yep. Like I said, I'm not eating meat cause I don't, or culture meat cause I don't trust them where it's coming from. I don't trust anything new like that, that that's huge and shaking. I mean, we've talked about in the past, but there were plenty of drugs that passed the FDA that never should have been taken by, I mean, look at oxycodone or cotton, all those things never should have been prescribed to people. So just because, you know, the FDA says it's okay, that doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't eat the lab grown meat just after our conversation from last week and with the, the immortalized. Immortal, immortalized cells and stuff. That sounds too scary and like a bad idea that we'll regret 30 years from now. My real problem with all of this and Patrick brought it up though, isn't even so much that it is the everything being activism. Now, none of those articles, including the ones we liked or not liked, but the ones that, you know, are from our side, national hog farmer, none of that's journalism. It's all activism. It's all opinion pieces, yeah. That's all you can find anymore, though. There is nobody who just gives out straight news. It used to be a long time ago. Um, news is Sky hard. News would do it, but they're all opinion now. NPR is a joke. BBC sucks. Any of the three letters in America are terrible. News is hard to write. Like, just the style of it. I remember I had classes where, like, specifically, like, my f- fiction and creative stuff was great. My, like... AP new style stuff. Terrible. Yeah. Cause it takes like, Oh, it takes a dedicated exact, like no fluff, no right. nothing, no frill. That's what and, we need. And to find just facts that fill out a full page or paragraph. That's tough. That's what we need to go back to though. Yeah. There'd be a lot less on, you go to any website right, right now. It's just like three major stories. They're all kind of covering, don't want to cover. And then the, what's the bottom 30, 40, just clickable pictures that are just like, Ooh, what is that? What's going so on there? What there used to be was, you know, either conservative or liberal uh, journalists, and then they'd go hand in their story to their editor, and their editor would be like, no, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't say this. And now it's shifted so far one way at most newspapers and so far the other at some, and everybody's in the same silo, and they're like, oh yeah, do that. Oh, you should also say this about them. Call them a poo-poo head. Well, now that I actually have uh, news up in front of me, it's it's like a billboard. It's like an electronic moving billboard, just different things that pass by, and the bigger the picture, the more money spent. Yep. Trying to get it out there. So, so this is just, our fault, really. Yeah. I don't mean Waltons. I mean us. You just need, need to find a way to monetize straight news better. It's because news that is one way or another, and it, it gets people emotional and excited, and it, it it's great to monetize. Yeah, one of the worst things that ever Clip happened me. was Facebook understanding that rage got more clicks than mm-hmm. like. Mm. So... Oh yeah, people love finding a good argument or a near fight on the internet. Out of I kept nowhere. almost wanting to eat that, so I had to throw it out. So <laughs> I can't have it. But yeah, just those internet tough guys is trying to watch people be as uh, tough as they think they are. So I don't know. Terrifying. I got nothing else. Really? Is there something else? No, I'll I'll take it out from here. You can just turn your mic off. So thanks everybody for listening so far. And if you haven't already, make sure you go to meetjustics.com and join Team Orange and help support. Yeah. This is the- sad. <laughs> I'm sad for you. I'm sad for you. For those who don't know, Team Blue has always had more members. Austin went always, 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 always for a long period always. of time here. Since we started keeping track. Austin went in and did some code thing that encouraged people to sign up for team orange and now he's changed it since he's ahead that it will be team orange and team blue oh this is perfect there's an article just shared on fox news mcdonald's 
Fries, flavor secret shared on TikTok shocks customers. Bad news for vegetarians. That's yeah, just, that's just in, like why is it? Why click is, me? Click me. You to find out. I don't know. I gotta find read out. it. I have to read it, Austin. Because <laughs> it's going to be that it's an, it has animal fat. It's because it. they fry with beef flavoring mixed with their vegetable oil. Ooh, I like it's it. It's almost an art form finding the exact answer in a longly written. It really thing. is. Yeah. Oh, oh. Anyway, what is the current count? 263 to 248. It's actually kind of depressing considering how many total members we have. We do have, we do a very bad job of actually getting people to join one side or another. Cause most of our members like us both. I assume they don't want to. <laughs> most of our members just don't care that yeah, we have a silly argument too. going on there's back that, and forth. That could be our first poll or whatever. Are you team orange <laughs> or team blue and see where it really goes. So. Well, I mean, I think we have the, no, no, no. I'm talking about, I want a fresh slate. There might be some Benedict Arnold there too that are just <laughs> some cheaters. saying they're team whatever and they're not team whatever. I remember um, I refused to talk about the team orange, team blue thing because somehow I got in my mind that Brett hated it, that it annoyed Brett. So I just like never brought it up. You brought it up and I tried and like move right along. <laughs> And then we were talking about that, and I told you that's why I was doing that. And you're like, oh, he doesn't – what are you talking about? He doesn't care. Well, I don't know if he cares or not, but <laughs> – Oh, so you <laughs> lied to me. You told me he doesn't care. <laughs> I don't think I lied. he does. I, do, I'm, I think I meant to say – and he's going to listen to this, and he's going to be mad at me probably now. But I don't care if – he cares unless he comes to me and like says like no i absolutely don't like this but i i know if even if he doesn't like it it drives engagement and fun things and it's it's nothing that's bad and it, if it was about just waltons if we did this on waltons.com i wouldn't do it right it's silly but it's because it's on me justics and me justics is it, we don't monetize me justics like it's there's nothing we sell on it um Oh, it's just, it's a place to hang out and have fun. There's also a good chance that by the time you listen to this, or there's a chance that Mejistics has been updated to version 3.0. We'll see. He never responded whether or not we can do tomorrow. Okay. So we'll find out. Cool. All right. Thanks guys. Join Team Orange. Team Blue for life. Thanks for checking out the Mejistics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Walton's, everything but the meat.